The Chinese Year of the Black Milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him, Ray MacPal. By the way, Jimmy, how did you get on with old series Desmond? Was he ridiculing me? Desmond, yeah, yeah. It, well, he did a bit. Quite similar to you in a lot of ways. Possibly a bit better. Uh... <laughs> Taking the piss. Have an laugh. Yeah, but I, I, I think we might have him back at some point. Yeah, but as old Mark Morrison back in the 90s said, return of the Mac. Of the Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub in central Istanbul. And we're also on Grow Radio UK every Friday and Wednesday night, if they'll still have us, because I forgot to upload it last week because I was moving. (laughs) Uh, We. We've got a show today that's brimming full with piss and vinegar. Do you you like that phrase, right? Like a gymster. Ever so subtle, you dirtbag. Oh, my my wife's mother used to say that. Uh, That was one of her phrases. And apparently to to describe a cat or something that was hyperactive or or a kid that was hyperactive. And apparently it's used by uh, people in the American Bible Belt who don't normally swear. So there we are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got Lost in Translation coming up later with a little chocolatey surprise. And we return to Licky End, where a couple of blow-ins incur Norma's wrath, while Betty Waffle is dispatched to dish the dirt. Do, do you do you say, uh, do you know the word blow-in, Ray? Yeah, we use it. Yeah. So, so somebody who's new to an area, especially a place where lots and lots of families have lived for a long time, yeah? Very familiar in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, no. uh, please follow our page on Facebook, uh, Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, for a few updates and bits of fun. Well, I swear to God, Jimmy, it's like Mustafa's sandal. I have a tongue on me, <laughs> like most of us are. Wait a minute. It's sweltering, Jimmy, here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I'm oh, sweating oh. like a racist here, I tell you. I was... <laughs> <laughs> you, you were going to say that, you dirtbag, yeah. <laughs> Record spike in temperatures, Jimmy, in the world at the moment. The mm-hmm. arrival of El Nino weather conditions. I haven't got a clue who this bloke El Nino is, but I'm going to check it out on the Wikipedia. But sun Place protection, Jimmy, Madrid, doesn't he? He doesn't mean bollocks. <laughs> Drink plenty of water, keep in the shade, and plenty of SPF 50 sun cream. Absolutely. It's, hot. it's the hottest I've seen ever in all my living years in Istanbul, Jimmy. I don't mm-hmm. know about you in your six. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just kind of started, didn't it, about two weeks ago, and it has been really hot and sweltering since. But, I mean, the weather at home's been uh, been hot as well, hasn't it? I mean, I, I get um, regular updates from uh, Judith Ralston on BBC Scotland on Twitter every day. I, I'm not sure if I'm looking at the weather or Judith, to be quite honest. But, um, well, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you I'm and looking Salma forward. Here. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to a little bit cooler weather when I go home. Yeah, Absolutely. and I'll be over there as well um, for a few yeah, days. Looking forward to that, Jimmy. Yeah. What about true or false? Celebrity. True or false? 
or false shakers? Jimmy, do you feel lucky? I do, punk. <laughs> you see what Good I did lad. there? <laughs> I know, I know. I kind of, I was really kind of expecting it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I've watched Star Wars. <laughs> it wasn't Star Wars, it was Star Trek, your bollocks. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Rod Stewart mm-hmm. wore Joanna Lumbly's. Do you, want to, do you want to say her name again? Because I didn't know there was a B in it. <laughs> Joanna Lumley's yes. satin knickers on stage at one mm. of his 70s concerts. True or false? That's an interesting one. Uh, Joanna Lumley is getting mentioned again. Um, Mixed change from Johnny. Yeah, it does actually. Um, now, a lot of women used to throw their knickers at rod stewart when he was on the stage yeah that like happens Ireland. to you as well except they're usually men throwing the wife fronts at you and the skids um, <laughs> <laughs> um let me think i wonder if joanna lumley and rod stewart might have had a relationship at some point no they had a brief fling really yeah did you get that brief they they had a brief fling did they yeah uh rod stewart was i mean it was before words like metrosexual had been invented but i think rod stewart was a kind of metrosexual pioneer in a lot of ways um i think rod stewart would have been the kind of person who might well have worn a sarong on holiday um so i'm gonna say that that's true good lad False. <laughs> no, Jimmy. So it's a bra then. I am the satin knickers, Jimmy. The satin knicker thingy was with Brett Eckland. Brett? Who is he? I will say it again. Brit. <laughs> <laughs> Brit Eckland, Jimmy. They dated for two years. Mm-hmm. It was Joan Collins, the bitch, who introduced them back in the day. <laughs> Brit was famous, Jimmy, for British crime film Get Carter and mm-hmm. Bond Girl, the man with the golden gun, revealed Rodney was a real penny pincher, tight fisted as feck, and charged her rent when they were dating, despite him not needing the money, Jimmy. Is that true? True. And in the 70s, she said, I paid $100 board and lodgings. He did like to wear my underwear. He would wear these baggy satin trousers, Jimmy, and needed little satin pants. Rod would wear my knickers. She quoted, you wear it well. (laughs) 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 The Stones guitarist Ronnie Wood once branded him tight as two coats of feckin' paint. (laughs) <laughs> Rodney. Than the ducks are. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that <laughs> Rodney left school at 15 and With two GCEs job... One in maths and one in art <laughs> His first job Was deadly He was a grave digger Yeah I think I heard that actually By 1971 he hit the big time, Jimmy, solo performer. Maggie May mm-hmm. topped the charts five weeks. Wikipedia followed it with sailing hot legs and do you think I'm sexy? His string of relationships, Jimmy, he liked to brag. In Rod, we trust. 
I've never been <laughs> satisfied with one night stands, he said. Yes, I did fly girls in from London or Paris, but they were all my ex-girlfriends, Jimster. Oh, I wonder if he charged them the airfare. <laughs> 80% of his girlfriends would have been massively, sorry, massively taller than him. He fornicated mm. and discarded he fornicated and discarded gorgeous women like trash Jimmy, left, right, and center in his rod romper room. Oh, the sleazy dirtbag. Jimmy, as a great Irish philosopher once quoted, some guys have all the luck. Have all the luck indeed in the day. But Rodney, what a plonker. <laughs> I have to get this part in. He said this about women. I like a nice arse. And I put that before a face any day of the week, ever so subtly, ever so subtle, Rodney, you fucking plonker. <laughs> Jimmy, the last piece of information, I'm sorry. Back in the 80s, some newspapers confronted him about the Mrs. Britt Eklund O'Leary incidents of the knickers and the stingy tight fist accusations. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, have a guess what his reply to the press was. I have no idea. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Oh, splendid. (laughs) Question number two, Jimmy. (laughs) Hitman and Her was a British blockbuster movie in 1988 starring Dennis Waterman and Michaela Strachan. It wasn't a movie. It was a TV show. And wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because Michaela Strachan was a TV presenter anyway. And was it not uh, someone like Pete Waterman? Yeah, I I just said Dennis Waterman just to put... Oh, I see. I get it. Dennis, Pete and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you (laughs) sneaky devil, you. Because I heard Desmond was doing a lot of that. Hitman and her, Jimmy. (laughs) Ran from 88 to 92. During the height of the British club scene from the early days of Acid House, Pete Waterman came across as a bit of an overbearing uncle. Well, that's what I thought anyway. From what is, that I what, is that what they called it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag you, me too. An overbearing uncle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the show toured various nightclubs, Jimmy, particularly northern England, uh, the English Midlands and Scotland, broadcasting the music and dancing at clubs. No, seriously, Jimmy, the program was often recorded on a Saturday night, edited and shown in the early wee hours of Sunday morning. In this era, many television channels actually st- stopped showing programs altogether at the early hours of the morning. The Hitman and Her was one of the first UK shows, Jimmy, to broadcast regularly late at night. Do you remember the show? I don't really. I remember um, Michaela Strachan. Uh, she was on that animal program with with Jerry Nutkins. Uh, I've forgotten <laughs> what it was called. Yeah, but uh, I never really watched that. I had no interest in um, Pete's Waterman. I used to watch things like uh, uh, Terry Christian on the the Word, um, but no, I n- never never watched it really. Pete Waterman. He was one third of the biggest uh, record production companies in the mid-late 80s. Mm-hmm. He gave us Rick Astley, Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan, Melon Kim, Dead or Alive, Sonia. And he totally revamped and refurbished Donna Summer and Cliff Richard, Jimmy. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. I was in a uh, shopping mall in Besiktas last week and yeah. I saw a secondhand record shop. And 
Uh, in the window, would you believe what they had? I laughed my head off when I saw it, but it was Sonia's debut LP. No. In the front, yeah, in the window of this. And I started laughing my head off, and my wife had never had no idea who she was. So I was trying to explain to her that, that you know, they, they were trying to cash in on the, uh, the Rick Astley, the Kylie mm. and Jason thing, and it never quite came off with um, the lovely, bubbly Ginger Sonia, did it? Oh. What what was the name of the track that uh, you saw? No, it was an LP. <clears throat> oh, it was an LP, was it? I, I can't remember the name of any of her songs, to be honest. Uh, I just remember one. Give me just a little bit more, something like that. The cameraman, Jimmy, on that show was always, I mean, he was always trying to perv up girls' skirts to the dirtbag Jimmy with his big 24 by 70 millimeter F2.8 lens. Great for capturing wild, sorry, great for capturing wide-angle shots and zooming in for close-up shots of the crowd. Wow. Dirtbag. Yeah, that's really? illegal now, of course, but it wasn't then. Yeah, but for someone who was drunk, I was fairly observant, wasn't I? At that time <laughs> yes, I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you also, I bet your copy of um, Basic Instinct has lots of funny marks on it as well after you press pause at that moment as well. <laughs> on a final note, working on this show prepared Michaela Strachan for her future career working with wildlife. Future. So that was before she was looking after Terry Nutkins. Yeah, that came. I don't, I don't mean that Terry Nutkins was the wildlife, but he could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, one out of two. Give it some of that, pal. That's all right. That's all right. Not bad. When I first heard Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast, I have no idea to this day what those two funny guys, Yorma and Ray, were talking about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I'd like to think they were talking about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you, those laughs soared higher and farther than anybody in a gray place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made those walls dissolve away, and for the briefest of moments, every last man in Shawshank felt free. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel, a free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it from Istanbul to Australia. I hope to see my friend Chris Kochiski from the Noteworthy Differences podcast in Sydney and shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it's been in my dreams. And there he is, our mate Morgan Freeman again. And I uh, just wanted to point out to Chris in Melbourne um, that Morgan is extremely sorry that he said Sydney, but he also wondered if he could get away with saying that although he knows that you live in Melbourne, that's where he was hoping to meet you, Sydney. Anyway. Yorma's Lost in Translation. I am sorry, my friend, but I do not know what the hell you are talking about. So here's a story from my busking days during the early 1990s on the continent. I'd been traveling around the German-speaking world uh, with my guitar playing Scottish and Irish songs, and I was joined by a guy from Coatbridge, a guy who'd rarely been out of Scotland. 
we were busking songs in Innsbruck one day when we were invited to the house of a young Austrian couple. They asked us to stay overnight and we all had breakfast this next morning with their young daughter present. Courtbridge Guy hardly spoke any German, but he'd learnt a few stock phrases, which he was always keen to try out. At the breakfast table, the couple were speaking to their daughter in German, discussing what was healthy to eat for breakfast. They were insisting that it wasn't good for her only to eat the hazelnut chocolate spread, which is a favourite among kids. Um, this was a product which was unheard of in the UK at the time. The most famous brand and the most expensive was called Nutella, which was made by the Italian company Ferrero. Anyway, Coatbridge Guy heard the, this name being repeated many times in the direction of the little girl and was becoming in, increasingly frustrated at his inability to take part in the conversation. Finally, he sensed an opportunity and proceeded to pipe up in his best but excruciating German pronunciation, Wie alt bist du Nutella? For listeners of a non-Teutonic persuasion, and for those who neither fought in the war nor mentioned it, Wie alt bist du means, how old are you? Understandably, I explained to him with great glee that it was the chocolate spread that was called Nutella and not the little girl, and that he had shown himself to be a major plonker. You just have to, don't you? <laughs> That's a good story, <laughs> that Nutella one, wasn't it, Ray? <laughs> Seriously, I can not tell you how much I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was my old mate, uh, Harry Reid, who runs the Shamrock Irish pub in Ingolstadt in Bavaria, a place that I used to spend a lot of my time in. And mm -hmm. um, Harry's been a great mate of mine for, for years. He tells a great story, but something that just came into my head whilst listening to him then, um, I don't know, maybe it was about five or six years ago. Um, my wife and I went to visit Harry and a few of our friends there. And we went to this Indian restaurant. I always used to do that with Harry. And um, another friend of ours was there, Sheldon, guy from Bristol he's not from Bristol he's from Bath and Sheldon had a son uh, well he still has a son who was about 15 at the time and a new girlfriend Sheldon not the uh, son and this new girlfriend she was a nice woman but I she was just a bit too committed in the early stages I felt and Nobody had been introduced to anybody. You know, Harry had never met this woman before. I'm not going to say what her name was. Um, I knew who she was because I'd stayed. I think we were staying with Sheldon at the time. And she was um, really, you know, being a bit mumsy with, uh, with, with Sheldon's son. And uh, the meal went okay. But Harry and I were talking incredible shite. And Sheldon was laughing along, but also slightly embarrassed about the stuff we were doing. And my wife was doing what she always does and just taking it all in and uh, just enjoying a bit <laughs> of the boys' banter. Anyway, uh, Sheldon and this woman uh, leave and said that they have to go home because they've come in a car. And Harry and us... Uh, we were going to walk over to, to Harry's pub just across the other side of the town centre. And Harry, we were in the car park, it was dark, and Harry said to me, uh, who was that woman? And I said, well, I think it's Sheldon's girlfriend. And Harry said, are you sure? Are you, are you sure it's not just a friend? <laughs> and I said, well, he shagged her. <laughs> and and we, we, Harry and I just... 
burst into laughter, absolutely uncontrollable laughter. And <laughs> Val was hitting me. And then we kind of stopped laughing. And then we heard this, we heard this Southwest English voice just suddenly right next to us saying, Can I give you a lift to the pub guys? And, <laughs> and I didn't realize he hadn't left the car park. So we said no. He was driving this woman yes. home. And <laughs> the three of us were walking through the town center this Friday night and we were creased over in laughter, creased over in laughter, but every few seconds starting to feel really guilty. You know that feeling? And it was just, and the more we felt guilty, the more we started to laugh. And yeah. later, later on, he actually turned up at the pub on his own after he, after he dropped her off. And we, Harry and I were saying, you know, do we apologize? Do we do we come clean? And Sheldon played it really, really coy. He, he's a really lovely fella. He still is a really lovely fella. He listens sometimes as well. But he was, <laughs> I said, look, Sheldon, I, I'm sure that you overheard what we said. And I'm sure that this lady heard what you said as well. And I'm so totally sorry for my big mouth once again and he he just looked at me with this kind of wry grin on his face and he says uh uh what are you talking about what did you say and i'd got myself into this point where i had to tell him i had to tell him because i i didn't know if he really had heard me or not (laughs) or if he was just (laughs) winding me up Unfortunately, he did find it extremely funny, but I, oh God, he had us, he had us absolutely, because he, he was the kind of person, one of the nicest people in the world, you just wouldn't want to upset him at all, you know, <laughs> but I think he probably was winding, winding us up. Sheldon, if you're listening, uh, send me a message and let me know. <laughs> Aaron, will you get me another gin and tonic? Another one, please. A bird doesn't fly on one wing, for feck's sake. No! What do you mean, no? Jesus Christ, I'll have to go and get him myself, Jimmy. And this is precisely why Ray has been banned <laughs> from several pubs <laughs> in Istanbul. It's thirsty weather. And most of you, Western Europe. <laughs> <laughs> he just told me no. Can you believe it, Jimmy? Well, he's probably telling you you've had enough and you should get a taxi I'm going to take him to one side later on, Jimmy, and leave him there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've not had any new uh, Licky N sketches since we did the Licky N special sketch show in episode 17. So it's about time that we find out what's going on there. So we're going to hop over to England's weirdest village right now to experience the kindness of strangers. Licky style. Gonna like this one, Shakers. Well, hello there. Welcome to Norma's Corner. What can I do for you today? Good morning. Um. Are you on holiday or, or just passing through? Or you're not? Uh... Yes, yeah, just moving to Licky End actually. So I uh, decided to pop in to say hello. Um, I'm Roger. What a lovely old-fashioned shop you have here, Norma. I assume that you are Norma. Roger, was it? What a pleasure, Roger. And yes, I am Norma. Old-fashioned is just how we like it around here. Where have you come from, Roger? Well, I was at St Andrews, but I've recently taken a post at the university up in Birmingham. 
university, aye? Oh, not only are you devilishly handsome, but clever too. <laughs> well, not quite. Now, Roger, I, I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering, why don't you come down to the Conservative Club tomorrow night for the quiz? Well, I wouldn't necessarily class myself as a classic Conservative Party supporter. No, <laughs> nor am I these days. Just get a better class of clientele in there, you know, than you're doing the last drop-in, just between us. The people are a bit funny in there. Lefties, foreigners, members of the BLT community. You know, the quick... Homemade scotch eggs. Excuse me, are these scotch eggs organic? Yes, but they're not vegan before you ask. I'm so sorry, Roger. We do get all types in here. Remainer hippies, or Ramonas as we call them. Yeah, they often pass through, trying to catch me out on our traditional English products. Get over it, I say. You lost. You know what I mean? I see you have an advert in the window for yoga in the church hall, and I was just... Oh, I'm sorry. We're not taking any new members at the moment. Now, where, where were we before we were so rudely interrupted? Well, you were just offering a kind invitation to a pub quiz. Pub quiz? I love pub quizzes. Sorry, you need to be in a team. Well, maybe she could join. I think we might have got off on the wrong foot. We've just bought a house on School Lane. Ah, oh, so you thought Licky End with its narrow-mindedness and mundane existence was the perfect escape, eh? How quaint. Norma, may I introduce my wife, Dr Patricia McQuim? Oh. Oh, newcomers, you say? I'm Betty Waffle. I run the cafe over the road. A doctor, you say? We've never had a woman doctor before. <laughs> Isn't it exciting? What will they think of now? I'm a gynecologist, actually. Are they the ones who work in the mental institute? Cunts, better. Just cunts. I think that concludes our business here. Is there a supermarket in Licky, Norma? Thanks for your time, Norma. Is it just me? I do a sense a bit of tension, Norma. These bloody blow-ins. Please, don't ask me to dump a dog dirt on the doorstep again. Will you, Norma? Of course not, Betty. We'll not stoop so low. We'll just put it on the windscreen of a car when her husband's out. Sergeant Wobble, we'll just pin it on that Bulgarian family again. Do you know... I'm sure he fancied me. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, about that sketch. <laughs> seriously, the Roger, the Roger part. I mean, I loved the way that Norma pronounced his name, you know, Roger. She reminded Roger. me of... Yeah, Roger, but she reminded me of Stifler's mum in America. Oh, really? <laughs> no, really? <laughs> Where yeah, were we, she... Roger? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, she had a thing about the Roger. <laughs> I think she did. I think Norma definitely wanted to Roger Roger. <laughs> Little did she realise that his wife's name was Pat McQuim. But anyway... <laughs> That was a fabulous <laughs> sketch, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. 
Black Milkshake Best Posts of the Week. Most of the month shakers come in from Week. Alex. Three, two, one. Host of the month, isn't it, Jibby? Yeah? Week. Sorry. Sorry. Three, two, one. Host of the week comes in from Alex Dunleavy from Cork, but resides in Sweden, Jimmy. Hi, Alex. Good skills, Alex. Here we go. A professor of chemistry wanted to teach his fifth grade a lesson about the evils of our favorite, Jimmy, alcohol. So he produced an experiment that involved a glass of water and a glass of whiskey and two worms, Jimster. Right. Now, class, observe closely the worms, said the professor. Putting a worm first into the water, the worm in the water writted about, happy as a worm in water would be, Jimster. I think that word is writhed. He writhed. <laughs> he writhed about. We just pronounce it for me again, Jimmy. Writhed. He writhed about. <laughs> the second worm he put into the whiskey. It. Can you pronounce it for me, Jimmy? Writhed. He writhed about. Writhed. Painfully, gently, and quickly sank to the bottom, dead as a feckin' doornail, Jimmy. Now, what lesson can we derive from this experiment? The professor asked. Little Jimmy. Any relation to you? He could be. He could be. I think who he's not enormous, son, actually. Who he's, naturally he's my sits... father's sister on my mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> who naturally sits in the back of the class, raised his hand, and wisely responded, Drink whiskey and you won't get worms, pal. <laughs> 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 Little Jimmy, a bloke who can wriggle and squirm his way out of anything. Reminds me of a few of my friends down in the local juicer sham. <laughs> 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 Pronounce that word again for me, Jimmy. Writhed. I thought you were talking about riding. <laughs> no, right. It's like a scythe, but with a writhe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Alex, if that ruined your joke, but it's staying in. I'm gorgeously drunk, Sean. <laughs> this is a first for me, seriously. No, it's a second. <laughs> this is the second show that you've been drunk on. I had my second. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that time again. Yeah, we've got Donald Trump and Chris the Talking Dog back on the island next week and a great loss in translation about what not to say when you're in when you're trying to impress a diplomat who's also your father-in-law. Many thanks, Shakers. Can we ask you to follow Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast page on Facebook? And just after you've listened to this, could you post the link for it on your social media, please? It's the very best way to get people to find out about us. Please, let's have a few more Lost in Translation stories, just like Harry's today. Thanks as ever to all of you shakers. Thanks to Morgan Freeman, Joan O'Rourke, Valerie Richards, James Joyce, Irish Pop, Girl Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew, See you next week, Shakers, and that's another 
absolutely fabulous satin knickers. Give it some of that episode, Shakers. <laughs> Forget about the hitman and her. It's the Black Milkshake Boys we trust in every Friday. Seriously. Good skills. Good skills. <laughs> Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023